We Like Dota is brought to you by the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Ye Old Raven, Ninja Skills, Samson Magnuson, RX Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Beendorp, Modster, Icebug, Spangrun, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Xynosin, Dodi Kauschef, Paul Turner, Jeffrey Peterson, Kruger, Javier Latuplay, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcap, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, and Yanni. And Darkstorm Dota, actually. We like Dota, episode 349 starts now. Hello and welcome to We Like Dota, episode 349. I am returned as your host, A2K, a.k.a. Arian, and I'm joined by Sam Trilling. What's up, Sam? It's not really much of a return when you only took like a week or two break. I, I took a two-week break, actually. I wanted to take a three-week break, but I, I missed podcasting so much that I cut it short by one week. And you, and you dragged me back into it, too. Yes, I did. <laughs> I think I got some, uh, some time off. Involuntarily, by his hair. Yeah, uh, for everybody who's curious, uh, curious why I take a break, I, I'm in my exam season right now. Uh, last Friday, I took my first exam of the semester, and I'm happy to say I aced it. By my current calculations, I'm pretty sure I got 82 out of 87 points, which is pretty nice. I have a question. Yes. Um, if you're in the middle of your exam periods right now, um mm -hmm. are you do you have school year round essentially or do you just like is this like you're right before summer break and then you go in back in in like september so or something? for this semester it was actually it's a bit weird so i have two exams this month in july mm -hmm. then i have no exams in august and then i have two other exams in uh september and my like scheduled uh phase where i had lectures went until last week which is why i took the three-week break because it's kind of like it's a lot to have to prepare for exams and then just handle like your regular academic schedule also uh, but then since it ends this week uh for the rest of my exams i'll have a bit more you know chill time to prepare and the one on friday it was also the first exam actually that wasn't an online exam so i yeah had to go to like my university and stuff i see yeah I'm I'm not looking forward to ever having to take classes or do school again, but I think I have to do one more class to get like a second degree that I have to finish. Like up. a master's degree or No, like another bachelor's degree. Um because of COVID, like one of my classes like essentially couldn't complete and so I have to go back and finish that. Which is really funny because there's a good chance that me and two or two of my siblings and I might be attending the same university at the same time oh sharing a class that would be funny mm, wait so not. you need one more class and then you have a second bachelor's degree yeah that's pretty value how like how does that work i mean I, one more class i like double major like when i was mm. when i was in school and Damn, i was and i had so like smart. A, well i had like a full course schedule my last semester but i was taking like this grad level course like a research course 
and then COVID hit, and then I couldn't do. It did hit. And like, like, it became essentially very difficult and very pricey to conduct a study on my own during a pandemic, mm. in which I was piss broke. So. I but now after it's over, it's possible again. I mean, I'm not even gonna go back and do that class. I'm just gonna do a two thousand level easy class and say what because I was I was doing it so unnecessarily. I it was literally like I had an elective available. Ah, okay. So you you can substitute it with like an easier class. Yeah, I I was just doing something I wanted to do, but I was th- I was doing that in January of 2020. Not realizing how foolish and dumb and stupid <laughs> that was. I mean, no, that wasn't foolish, dumb, or stupid. How can you know that there's going to be a pandemic? Yeah, that's true. But it that meant, that I didn't, fault. meant that I didn't get to graduate with another degree. So thank you for... Well, you know, for now you have another degree flushing to my shame or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, that who, who could know? That's like not a predictable thing. Uh, speaking of unpredictable things which may or may not have been predictable in the first place let's get into the daughter feelings all right getting into the daughter feelings our personal indulgence segment, where I ask my co-host the question, Sam, how was the week in Dota? And how did it make you feel? Uh, my week in Dota was kind kind of trash. I, trash? Oh, that's sad to you. Yeah, I just didn't have a lot of, like, great showings, really, on anything other than, like, Chen. Um, you think you're a one-trick pony? I don't think I'm a one-trick pony. I think that I was I like for the past few months have been kind of focused on improving on this hero, and so those games look, turn out really well because I'm very focused. But in general, I'm not playing a ton of Dota right now, like only like a dozen games in the last week or so, and so <laughs> only a dozen games. I mean, very slow for me. But yeah, for your pace, that's very slow. That's true. Yeah, and a lot of these games are like very unfocused times. Like I'm. A lot of times not playing Dota when I'm most focused right now, which is like the 9 to like, or maybe like 10 to 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. block, because it's like either after work or after I've woken up and been awake for a few hours, Um, and instead I'm playing it like in the evening and afternoon when actually everybody is on. Yeah, it's probably my fault as well, dragging you to the later times. Yeah, which is funny because I'm up so much earlier and ready so much sooner than you even with like a six hour uh head start yeah, but i mean you know i have to like study and stuff yeah yeah my work my my work is not like a morning thing like yours that's where true. you like have to be there at 5 a.m that's the that's the late days <laughs> oh god yeah. i could never actually <laughs> You don't want to wake up at one thirty a.m. for a three a.m. show. No, I don't even go to sleep at one thirty a.m., dude. I've I've really been thinking about um, finding like some we like there are days on the weekends where I'll get home at like six or seven a.m. and I'm like maybe I could catch like a late late night game on 
U.S. West servers and be like the most alert person on the, on the server. Easy MMR. Easy MMR, right? <laughs> yeah, but what I've noticed, like on EU, if you queue especially ranked after 12 in the like 12 at night, mm. game quality just goes down the drain. It's so bad. Yeah. People are so mad at everything. I also find the same thing. I mean, I, I know there are some people who prefer day games um, in the U.S., but they are very like hit or miss and the player pool is i is like i don't know very small very small and so- somewhat frustrated at times so like if you're playing ranked and they don't get the perfect ranked game they're very like tilted i think that was <laughs> that was one game i think i had either this week or last week where i like i think queued into a ranked game um and just because i picked chen this guy from like 30 seconds into the game was just yelling and screaming at me like a barbarian. And (laughs) I was just floored that there are people that conduct themselves this way. Like who the hell are you? And like, and, and I don't know if it's just a Chen thing, but like people really think that they can like tell you how to play your hero and like micro your hero. Like, like people don't even play Chen because he's, too mic like there's too much micro involved and yet when i play chen people want to micro me and they want to tell me how to how to use my creeps and i'm like i mean i don't even i would never try that i don't even know how the hero works exactly that's what i'm saying people people like will say the dumbest things to me they'll be like oh why aren't you going dagon when you play court chen or something and i'm like you idiot you haven't like read the abilities in three yeah. years like obviously you're rush divine on court chen <laughs> obviously but I mean, I'm just saying, like, like I maybe it's just a lesson I need to learn in like not listening to idiots and like, ignoring people. But Jesus, it was it was just very frustrating. And so I try to play that hero in stacks or in games where I'm ready to mute, you know, hmm. at a whim. You've not been playing as much Hoodwing recently, have you? Well, it's banned. Like every game, I swear. I, I try yeah, to pick that's this kind of true. I see that you were banned a lot. Whenever whenever it's not banned and and either Chen is banned or I don't want to play Chen, I try to pick that hero. And then usually when I pick that hero and it's not banned, it gets banned anyway because the other team picks it or somebody on my team like insta picks it, so I don't get the chance to. Very frustrating actually, but yeah, she's fun. She is. Um, how was your weekend, Dota? Uh, I want to highlight two games that I played. It, it was a very... It, my Dota week had a high amplitude, I want to say. I had one, like, probably one of the worst individual performances by me uh, in my life, and then one of the best individual performances by me in the life. So I'll start with probably the low point of my week. So I think this was two nights before my exam and it was the la- like the first Dota game I played that day and the last for two days. Um, and Jim was on, so I was very excited because I don't usually like get to play with Jim. So it was me, you, Jim, and Ursi, a four stack, playing a game. Uh, I went with Safeline Lifestealer and I had to lane against Venomancer Undying. And hearing that hero combos, our listeners can probably already tell that that's very hard to lane into. I thought like, oh, nice, I'm a lifestealer. I, I counter these heroes. Um, turns out, you know, the the lifestealer, especially after he got changed a bit, 
What's the uptime on this queue? Let me check. It has an 18 second cooldown. So, and it has a duration of three seconds. So what ended up happening, I thought like I was pretty good against the Zeros. Turns out I'm like magic immune for three seconds. And after that, they just ruined my life. Uh, I died like a million times on that lane. It was very sad. Uh, Jim tried his best to like heal me up and stuff with Warlock, but I was zero three in lane. And at some point I just, you know, gave up and went to the jungle. Uh, and thankfully, like, Ursi on his Necrophos, also, although I think that he was kind of garbage, he made a lot of space. So I had decent farm, and I ended up getting a Rampage in that game. And then, you know, I got kind of cocky, because I was very farm, you know, Lifestealer's good late-game hero. We got Aegis and stuff, and I feel like I should have pushed more, but I was too greedy, and I just kept farming. And then we, like, almost team-wide then, when they had three heroes up, and that was the first, like, huge misplay, uh, I made in that game is I like stood AFK in front of their base like waiting for the creeps to catch up for like four seconds probably and the enemy patch he just hooked me and killed me which was like such a giant throw because if I don't die there for sure we could have taken one or two wrecks in my opinion you agree right because you're also in the game yeah I was standing like right behind you <laughs> oh, no. and I was about to start yelling at you for your positioning but I was like, there's no way he's, like, not, like, trying to bait this hook or something. Or, like, I honestly I had no idea what uh, you were doing. Cause I just turned dumb. my brain off. Yeah. Sometimes you just, like, I also, I tend to forget, like, what, what enemy heroes are in the game sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, five heroes kind of hard to keep track of. Sometimes you yeah. just forget that there's, like, an arrow or a hook that can come out at any moment. Yeah, giant throw there. Uh, after that, the game went on for like maybe 10 minutes, I think. Um, and then, you know, we, we, we died on some heroes and I had buyback available. And I'm really iffy with buyback. Like, I really don't want to buyback in most of my games, right? And I always like try to find, a, especially when I'm playing position one, I want to find a consensus with my team because either I buyback too early or I buyback too late, right? So I kept like asking you and Ursi, like, yo, guys, should I buy back? Should I buy back? You were like, no, 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 no. So I said, okay, I won't buy back. And then they, like, just suddenly started going for our Ancient because, you know, we decided to sack the Rex and thought they would just go back. But they went on our Ancient. And when they went on our Ancient, what was it, like, 15 seconds on my buyback? And I just held it because I was so greedy with it. And then they, like, literally just ended the game. And I just st sat there paralyzed. Like, oh, God, oh, God, I don't want to buy back. But, yeah, that was the second, like, giant throw. Uh, I felt really bad about that game. I think it was pretty winnable. I should clarify that RC was definitely not advocating for you to not buy back at all. Maybe he yeah, said in it the, once. In the at the beginning. start, at the start, he was like, no, don't buy back yet. But then, like, everybody was just fine. I, I was, I literally felt paralyzed, dude. I couldn't click the button. Yeah, sometimes it is a little bit weird. It's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation where they had a 40, they had a gyrocopter with 40k net worth and a divine yeah. rapier. And if you buy back, you just don't have, like, a lot of firepower. But also you're a life stealer, so it's like, if you can just hit him a couple times, like there's a good chance you can actually like kind of fight with him and and if, and if you do kill him, like you if you buy back but kill him, you get the rapier, which is yeah. You know. I think my reasoning was that like if I I I mean I didn't have any reasoning, but my like 
abstract feeling, I guess, was that I really wanted two lives in the coming fight. Because I didn't feel like I could take down the gyro uh, in like one life, which was probably right considering his items. He was like 40k net worth, as you said. Yeah, but <sighs> it'd be like that. And simil similarly and interestingly, I think that you should maybe consider playing heroes that have more than like one ability. Um, because we played an ability draft game. Oh no! In order to uh, satisfy Gaben and his his the lust, cavern, his lust for the quest or whatever and the crawl, um, but you got Brew, and you had like fourth overall pick in this ability draft game, and I had disrupted yeah. with last overall pick, so I had the turn. Um, my build, which I was pretty proud of, I got Earthbind. Your build was pretty good. I, I didn't. I don't know the order of abilities, but I got Earthbind, Arrow, Bloodright. So I had really long range setup for my Arrow and Bloodright, um, and then Static Storm, just for like to utilize Disruptor's uh, talents. And then you played Brewmaster, and you got Blood Rage, Power Cogs, Mana Shield, and Grow. Explain, <laughs> dude. I th I mean. In theory, so first of all, I wanted to go mid with that build, but in theory, I thought it was pretty good. You know, grow with attack speed makes you like a really good right clicker, makes you tanky. Then mana shield, in theory, makes me very tanky as well. And I wanted to play that build mid and get a blink dagger and like blink on top of people, use power cogs, and then beat them up with like grow and blood rage. That was my you know reasoning with that build. So. Like, two or three things. One, <laughs> power cogs, which you would have to level up quite a bit for it to be useful. You can't, because you definitely don't want to skip points in Blood Rage and your tanky abilities. Um, they can just hit them and get out. Yeah, but two hits, you know, that's a bit of time that they have to use. <laughs> so, problem number two. You don't have any nukes or any, like, burst damage whatsoever. You have to, like, hit yes, people I to just, kill them. I, my, my burst damage is by doing high DPS with uh, Grow and Blood Rage. Okay, so high DPS over the course of maybe two seconds because you're not disabling them from hitting the cogs at all. And yeah, then in the laning stage, how do you offset the direct loss of HP through Blood yeah, Rage? I mean... I think, I guess this was just a theme in me, like in, in this week for me. I actually laned against so many lanes that just felt impossible. Like, I I want anybody to lane well, first of all, f in that lifestyle game, against an uh, undying Venomancer lane. Like, I actually think you can't win that lane on any hero, on any player. Arteezy couldn't win that lane, dude. Uh, and then in this game, you know, it was obviously ability draft, but... I had to lane against the Storm Spirit, who had the tiny combos, so Avalanche Toss, Avalanche Toss, and then Mystic Snake. And, like, Mystic Snake is really strong on Medusa, but she's an edgy hero, so she can't just spam it. Their hero, he was Storm Spirit, dude. He always had mana for Mystic Snake. It was so annoying. And then also, the enemy Meepo had Thirst and Whirling Death against the melee strength you. So it was like always at 400 movement speed, I, you literally could never touch him if he didn't want you to touch him. And he like just ran up, whirling death me, then storm throws a snake and that's like 80% of my HP gone legitimately. 
Yeah, and I mean, they just had that on like a six second cooldown or ten second cooldown in case of Snake. I mean, as Arian or as Ursi said during the game, like you could have drafted around what they were picking to a degree, and or just drafted something that was like more stable and not like I'm just gonna pick Sven, and there's nothing that could possibly go wrong <laughs> with that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. <laughs> or like I mean, it's like playing Medusa carry and then being like they ran at me. <laughs> I wanted to go mid, dude. That's my defense. It would have been so good Fair. with the blink dagger. If you think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, the only other games I guess I can talk about are uh, last week on last Monday I played um, my last RD2L series of the regular season. We went one and one. Which is exactly what what both the team we were playing and we needed to advance into playoffs. So oh, okay. So you're saying you like uh, coordinated with them so you could both advance? They definitely they definitely messaged in lobby about it, but we we did not <laughs> we did not intentionally throw. Um, we lost our first game and then second game we picked up Chen. So you know we had to smoke him. Um, Easy, and then. Which is interesting because now we get to go and play in playoffs. Um, I don't know how that will go. I don't know if we're going to keep playing Chen. Who knows? Some good um, teams in playoffs, huh? Yeah. We, this week is like a relatively attainable victory. Um, we're playing against Outer Limits, who's like a, a team that's like ranked maybe a couple step, or actually, I think is like the closest team to us. Like we're like the eight seed and they're like the six. Okay. Or something like that. Um, or maybe we're like the nine and they're the seven, whatever. Um, but n- if we win next week, we'll go on to play my former captain, uh, Stars, Ooh. who is like an immortal 180 mid player. So that's a good storyline. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> who was right? Who was left? Um, Are you nervous to play Stars? No, actually, yeah. I think I'm. I think I have a better idea of how to beat stars than i do at like a lot of other teams in the league and i think that it'll be valuable if we make it there okay i think we have a shot actually because also tbh stars stars is like true rank is a little maybe not deceptive but annoying because he well, plays a lot of smurfs Oh. You know, he smurfs a lot, so so he's higher than it would suggest. Is what you're saying? I mean, no, his. I mean, his immortal 180 is like somewhat. I would say it's a little bit inflated. Like he's probably more of like an immortal 250 player because he plays. Um, he keeps playing against like legend and archon players and stuff like that. And I don't think. I mean, like yeah, I think smurfing legitimately makes people into worse players. Because yeah. like they can get away with worse plays, thinking they're good, but it's actually making them worse at Dota. Yeah, I I agree to a to a degree. He gets like caught out in dumb, dumb spots sometimes, and like I think that he or like I think this is a problem with immortal players that play with lower MMR teams is that they are doing the correct things, but their team is not, and that gets them killed because they're like playing too aggressively and need to realize that like oh because my team is not also in doing this with me i can't yeah but i mean my counterpoint would that be like the correct thing it's not static right it depends on what your team is doing as well so like, yes if they're dying because of their move and then team wasn't there 
obviously, if their team was there, you know, it would have been the correct move. But since they weren't there, like, it's not the correct move. Would yeah. you agree with that? So, yes, but sometimes it's, as, it's like, as micro-movement as, like, the support walked 200 units back towards, like, the triangle. And then you walked 200 units back towards the lane, not realizing that they are not, like, lock and step with you. And, like, then avoid Chronos you, and the support isn't there to, like, save you. Or something like that. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, and it's it's not necessarily that, like, you're playing in the wrong part of the map, or that your movement was, like, wrong, because how can you really be expected to, like, respond? You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, like, follow your support, like, your teammates' movements and your movements and still be playing, like, a logical-focused game. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think, I guess the border between correct and incorrect play is a bit more fluid, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, cool. Speaking of, oh, this is a great transition. Speaking of fluidity, uh, let's get into the Dota news. <laughs> to read the future, I need entries. Getting into the Dota news, a pretty short list for this week. We have two items on the list here. The first is the new latency compensation that was introduced in Dota. And from my understanding, it adds like a little information buffer if you're playing with like, what what, what was the post? Like 50 to 100 ping or high ping in general. And it's supposedly supposed to, you know, make playing on like high but not unplayably high ping a bit more bearable and helps you like CS and you know cast your spells and high ping. Uh, obviously, me myself, I'm a oftentimes a transatlantic Dota player. I queue on NA East sometimes uh, with my EU friends, but I feel like recently actually we've been moving to EU West server quite a lot with our stack. Uh, like definitely not as much as we used to, uh, more than we used to actually. Like we used to never play on EU. Now I feel like more than half of our stack games on EU. So I guess it's even more relevant for you at this point than for me. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I would also consider myself a player who's not afraid of playing EU, especially since I like to play earlier in the day. Um, hmm. But this would make me a little bit more likely to do it. It doesn't really affect me that much, to be honest, because I play support. Yeah. And this is mostly for last hits, but, you know. It's nice. I mean, yeah, I've I've been like uh, at this point, I think like for me, I don't know, it it's it's a bit noticeable definitely. I think like my average performance if I play mid on NA, which is like my preferred rule obviously, I would say it's probably a bit lower. Like not by a huge margin because it's only really noticeable in laning phase when you have to like CS and somebody else is contesting CS. Uh like if nobody's contesting CS, it's perfectly doable on NA. Uh but yeah, I think this would like make me a bit less hesitant, definitely, to play mid on NA. Because before this, I was like, all right, Ursi, take the mid lane every time it's NA. And I'm not sure if this even affects our WLDL team. Uh, there's some inside knowledge here. But I was planning to maybe transition away from the mid lane in our next WLDL team and play a bit more safe lane. Because obviously, WLDL is played on US East server. But now with this, you know... Maybe I'll keep it a little bit more fluid. Maybe just based on heroes or something like that. So you're saying it's... there's a chance for Strilling Carry? Uh, no. 
I'm sorry. There's not. There's there's not really a chance. <laughs> we have so many core players and not a, like not many support players. Damn. Do, do you want to play carry? I no, don't not really. Play I don't want to play carry. But I mean, I, if I, it's like if it's a Spectre game, or oof. if we're doing chain carry, then obviously you'll be my man. Heard. But yeah, generally quite hesitant. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, I like this. I think it's good that they're doing something for people with, you know, who want to play on different servers uh, or who have bad ping. This could be the thing that allows my team to actually not throw in the Yield Raven uh, Her- Herald Guardian Crusader. Uh, oh, because you have a lot of tournament. EU people? Well, we have two EU people. Two oh, NA- who's on your team? Two Did or you three talk NA about NA that people? on the podcast? No, I- I haven't talked about it yet. Um, All right, drop it. I want to know. Sure. So I'll go over the the roster real quick. Um, We have six players. Um, We're going to rotate around if we need to. So we have uh, on the one, Darkstorm. I know that guy. He's a good player. Yeah. Matt Dota on two. Don't Uh, know that guy. Beef Bomber on three. I heard his name. Yeah. Yanni on four. I know him. He's very good. And then Migs and Owner on, like, splitting time, I think, between the five. Wait, wait, wait. Migs? That guy's not Herald, Guardian, or Crusader. Is he he not Archon? He's Crusader. Oh, I thought he was Archon. Oh, my bad, then. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no. I think the only person close is Darkstorm. You're going to coach them, right? Yeah, I'm coaching. Um, That's actually something I'm planning on doing today. I'm going to be doing, maybe streaming some... uh, some some like replay reviews of games that we've been playing or that the the teammates have been playing together. Um, Interesting. Oh, they're practicing already. Yeah, they are. Ve- they want to practice a lot, and they're very Damn. active. Sometimes they're I, out to win it. Yeah, right. They they are they're competitive for sure. But what I was gonna say and why this is important, um, we have two players in EU. I think two or three players in NA. And one player in Japan. In Japan? <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, EU and Asia, but Japan might get a good, might Harry, get a bit rough. Harry, I haven't found anybody to agree to more than one time. Like, we haven't found a single time slot that more than three people can agree to. Is he at least, like, the sixth player that you're going to sub in if needed? Or is he a core part of the roster? He's my mid. <laughs> oh... Wait, who was your mid again? Matt Dota. Matt Dota, oh boy. I mean, what's like ping to US East? That's not even West Coast. That's like 300 ping or something, right? And and the thing is, I was thinking, I was like, oh, well, maybe we can get we can get people to play on US West, but that won't even help us because we have EU West players. Yeah, it would make like aggregate. It would make it even... I mean, I'm I think- sorry... I don't think it's possible to do well on 300 ping on mid lane. I don't think he has 300 ping. I think he has like 150. 150? No way. I have like 110 uh, from EU to NA East. Yeah, I think There's he plays no like 150 to 150. 180. Um, I played. I played on J- Japanese servers like once. It's actually not horrible. Okay. I mean, I just he must have really good internet then. Yeah, maybe. I think I think so. He 
played Maybe I should queue a game fine. on Japan. I didn't even... Yo. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't even know Japan had their own server. That's kind of cool. Yo, if you want 249 to, we, we, we should. This is shout out, shout out Sophie the dog, or maybe it's just Sophie now. I think she changed her name, but like very, very cool streamer who does sub games and stuff on Japan server. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, let's let's get some Japan games going then. All right, we will next weekend. Sure, sure. Oh, okay. I mean, now you know this was the fun part of the new section. This next item here. It's kind of sad. It, me personally, I was I was I was very upset with this. So, Viking.gg, WLDs. I think it's safe to say favorite team. Love all the players. Uh, they let go of their roster. Viking.gg. It's it's no more. You know they 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 released their roster, Sam. Yeah, I think this is this is very sad. There's a yeah. I'm very sad about this issue. Yeah, they were they were like a, a hopeful bunch, like relatively new squad that came out of nowhere. Um, they were very competitive. They like beat tier one teams regularly. Yeah, exactly. And and I thought that they would be like a mainstay and be like a, a new competitor in the EU scene, but maybe there's just too many too many dogs in the uh, in the kennel or whatever. What? Can you I have no that? idea. I have dogs no idea. Dogs in the kennel? Is that even it's a like, thing people it's say? Like, it's like the... I mean, no, it's not a thing that people say, but just the idea of, like, Viking.gg did not have like, a particularly good showing in quals, and leading up to quals is a little rough, and so they're kind of like the runt, and sometimes the runt gets, like, trampled, and, I mean, in capitalism, more so that the, <laughs> the sponsors move on, and aren't really invested in long-term yeah, success, I mean, but instead the short-term success in monetary compensation that they can accrue. I think right? that's a good point that you made because <laughs> they didn't even have sponsors. Like, I think all the monetary thing that they had was uh, merch. And I'd imagine this extended break now from now between TI where there's probably not going to be any tournaments. Uh, that's probably hurting them like financially quite a lot as well. Uh, and, you know, this is... Uh, Secret information, not very secret, but exclusive information that you only get at We Like Dota. Uh, I got personally confirmed from Kezu, who was a player from them, that they're not going to be staying together as a squad, probably. Like, he was pretty sure that they're going to be going their own separate ways. And he also said that perhaps, like, behind the scenes, it wasn't all, you know, as nice and cozy as you think. He was said that there was a lot of, like, heated discussions especially in the later stage before the before they get let go but i don't think the like i don't think it was their choice to disband like they would would have probably kept playing but you know it wasn't at all what do you say rosy is that the english word it wasn't uh oh i don't i don't know it's like the, something the and roses i mean it yeah, all I mean, peaches and cream is like the peaches and the, oh, it's like the I was better thinking one. of that. I think, yeah, 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 peaches and cream. I don't know why I associate. Uh, There's know, another one with roses, but yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, that is bad. I mean, not like a lot to say about this. It's just very sad. I I wish them all the best. Obviously, all their players, especially Celery, uh, the vegan god gamer, as we call them here. What a guy. Cool. Yeah, that's it. Viking.gg no more. Uh, Want to move on to Hero of the Week to take our minds off this tragedy. 
You're tougher than Axe thought. Come along. Feeding time. Have a cookie. Meepo. More Meepo. I love you guys. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. All right. Hero of the week. For this week is a very flexible hero. Able to be played in uh, multiple roles. Part of the Dota 2 seniority, I would say, but also a smart guy. He built some nice things. Hero of the week is Gyrocopter. Uh, yeah, Gyrocopter is a ranged agility hero with a fairly short attack range. And I think like the second fastest attack animation in the game like, is a very fast projectile. Uh, I think it would be faster. Like the Maybe not, not the animation, but like the projectile. It's faster than snipers? I'm pretty sure. Damn, all right. Maybe they're very similar the in the game then. They're uh, very, very similar. He is a kind of unique combination, I would say, of abilities. He's a nuker in the early game, but he's also a carry in the late game, which not a lot of heroes can say of themselves. Uh, do you want to take us through the abilities of this Gyrocopter guy? Yeah, sure. So his first ability is Rocket Barrage. It's a targetless ability. Uh, it deals magic damage. It's a you launch a salvo of rockets at nearby enemy units and a radius around gyrocopter the radius is 400 the barrage lasts three seconds with 10 rockets per second uh the damage scales from 7 through 22 per rocket and the cooldown uh goes from 7 to 5.5 seconds so very short cooldown uh, and only 90 mana cost as well that's very nice essentially if you are standing right next to units you will randomly deal damage i don't actually know if it's totally random I might be it's totally random yes it's okay. not i checked it it's not based on distance or anything okay so you will deal like uh 70 through 220 dps in a, an aoe for three seconds yeah for for three seconds um yeah and so this w is homing missile it's a targeted ability you fire a homing missile uh to seek the enemy target unit uh, targeted enemy unit um, the missile gains speed over time dealing damage and stunning when it impacts the target enemy units can destroy the missile before it reaches the target it takes three hits to destroy towers like take double the amount of hits so running under your tower won't necessarily save you but mm. your enemy if you coordinate with your teammates you can destroy it pretty easily the stun lasts for 2.25 seconds through three seconds uh, scaling the damage goes from 100 to 325 that's actually pretty crazy. Um, yeah, especially since we talked about this before the podcast, but I assumed that this was still like the old homing missile where it used to scale the stun and damage based off uh, how far like the homing missile travels. But it seems like at some point this was changed and now it's just a flat stun and damage, uh, which I would have liked to know earlier because I've been instinctively like even... To this day, like if I lane against Gyrocopter, I run, I ran towards him for the homing missile, which was like totally useless apparently. Oh really? Yeah, I never do that. I always run away. But... <laughs> yeah, that's not punished now anymore. But it used to be very bad if you like got a missile on you and then you run away in lane. It used to like get a lot of unnecessary damage and stun on you. I mean, I think that what I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the, the mind of Ice Frog, but. It seems like they were trying to prevent the ability for you to just run into the missile, right? Because now you just take the the, the, the full duration stun and damage. Yeah. Um, 
so that sucks. So please run away from this missile, um, especially <laughs> if you are going to be vulnerable in the laning phase. Um, then his E is Flak Cannon. It's again a targetless uh, ability that makes all of Gyrocopter's attacks hit all enemy units in an area around it around him for a limited number of attacks. Only the main target of the attacks will receive any attack bonuses, such as crits, uh, last 10 seconds or until the attacks are used. The maximum attack scales from 3 through 6. The radius is 1250, which is... Very large. Huge. Very large. And that's a radius, not a diameter, guys. Oh my god, yeah. It's, um, it's pretty nuts. And the cooldown goes down slightly with levels. Um... 50 yeah. mana also. Very cheap. Yeah, this is what allows, like, carry gyro and mid gyro to, like, farm. Mm -hmm. You just, like, take stacks really easily and pump out DPS. Yeah. It's very good. Um, Best divine then, carrier in the game, probably, still. Yeah, one of them. He's a little... He takes... I don't know. There's issues. But yes, the he is a good divine carrier. Um... And then his ultimate is call down. So call down an aerial missile strike on enemy units in a target area. After two seconds, two missiles arrive in succession with two seconds between them. So basically, there are two missiles that hit with a radius of 600 with a two second delay. Um, and the first missile deals 150 through 350 damage. And the second missile deals 200 through 350 damage. Um, the first one slows for 30%. second one slows for 60%. So if you get hit with the first one, you're more likely to get hit with the second one. Mm -hmm. um, so you want to try to avoid being hit with either, if, if possible, um, once you realize when, like where the missiles are coming. Because yeah. you don't see the AoE when you're against Gyrocopter. Um, yep. But this is like a just a team fight control ability. Yeah. Uh, very underrated. People think it doesn't do that much damage because it's, you know, a bit split, but that's like what, seven hundred AOE damage at level three? That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean I like even at level one, if you get this on somebody with like one you know, assume they're like solo, right? Like you, you throw a homing missile on them, it runs at them, you hit you throw call you throw down call down as the missile's about to hit. Um, you run in with rocket barrage and you, you yeah, that's a lot hit of me with magic that damage. Most it's heroes. like 800 to 1000 damage at level 6. Yeah, and rocket barrage, if you eat the full on a singular hero, because again, like it splits up, so you want to use rocket barrage when like there's only one hero within 400 AoE. It does 660 magic damage on a 5.5 second cooldown. Yeah, Very it's... Strong. It's really insane. And we'll talk about some of the ways you can build this hero. Um, yeah, flexible. We'll get into more. arguments. But let's go over the talents now. Sure. Um, so at 10, you have the choice between 16 damage and 200 health. I think mm. both of these are reasonable. Yeah. It's like, probably for carries, the only time you ever like have a choice to make, but mm. it's, a, it's a reasonable choice. Um, at 15, you have like... Really, really weird talents of minus 40 second cooldown cooldown. That's such an insane talent, dude. <laughs> yes. Literally almost halves your ulti cooldown. Yeah, I think I take it almost every time. Yeah, and then yeah, the other one sure. is plus I mean, I used to take this seconds. when it was at level 20 over like a really good talent. So of course I'm going to take it now. Yeah, I think you should. Um, I think, And the other one is 
plus 0.4 second homing missile stun duration, which brings it up mm. to 3.4 seconds, which is good. It's you good, know. but meh. Not as it good as the cooldown cooldown. It makes you have to like, <laughs> kill the cooldown. rocket. Yeah. And then at 20, you have the choice between plus 16 rocket barrage damage and plus 30 movement speed. Um, that plus 16, by the way, is added on to 22, so you're almost doubling the damage. For yeah, that's pretty much. insane. <laughs> it is really insane. insane. And the movement speed's good on him, but I think that if you are playing any non-right-clicking gyrocopter, you should take the rocket barrage damage. I mean, I will take it even if I'm playing right-click gyrocopter. That's like almost 1k magic damage. Yeah, it's really good. I'm, I'm and even bad. like, not to go ahead here, but even the... Uh, damage like if you get shot on right kick gyrocopter it's still very good yeah exactly um that's my thought process at least but at 25 you have the choice between global cool call down which is cool and it allows you to push out waves yeah. and three homing missile charges which is ridiculous and stupid very good very and, good talent like makes you have to buy a lotus orb in the late game yeah like, against this hero, it's, like, really dumb. Very good talent. I like this one a lot. And, like, I gotta say, using the... Not taking the global cooldown when you have the cooldown talent, the cooldown reduction, it's not that bad. It still feels very valued, the cooldown cooldown. Man, so yeah, you can, times quick. Cooldown, yeah, cooldown, you, cooldown, 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 cooldown. Sorry, sorry. It allows you to cast it twice in late-game long fights, and it allows you to not have... Like cooldowns between fights on this yeah. hero if you want to fight. Um, I think that's when you take it, by the way. If you're like looking for rationale, it's when you don't want to have downtime between fights because you either feel strong or like you want to be active or you like don't want to like, uh, you know, you have like some Tidehunter, like Enigma lineup or something. Like just some bomb combo. You know, that just has a lot of wombo combo, and you want to, you know, not contribute to your cooldown problems. Um, and then we'll go over the, the shard and the ag. So oh boy. the shard affects rocket barrage, which allows rocket barrage to hit an additional target. So you have two targets you're hitting with your rocket barrage, both full damage, yeah, and so it, it increases the duration by one second. Yeah, so I think we have to stop here and iterate it on it for a second because this might be confusing for some for some people. Because if you might say, like, hey, Rocket Barrage already hits multiple people. What this means is that if you previously, if you like if two people are within the Rocket Barrage AoE, it will split the damage evenly between them. But with this shot, they will both take the full rocket barrage damage. But let's say four people are in your AoE it will still deal double the damage, but it will do half the damage that it would do if only two people were there. I hope that was, like, understandable. It's incorrect. The, la hmm? the last sentence, the last, like, little bit you said was incorrect. It will still deal the same amount of damage. It's just that it won't... It will, it will hit two random targets in the AoE for the full duration. So it, you're essentially doubling your damage. Wait, if four people... Plus a little bit. If four people are there, they will take half the damage than they would do if it was only two people, right? No. No? That's like, that's like, it's like saying, I have a small bin and a big bin. If I fill up the big, the small bin, and then I take that, that same amount of flour and put it in the big bin, it, the, it's like 
half the amount of flour, right? Because that bin's twice as big? No, it's not. I'm very it's confused now. <laughs> All right, let's do this with numbers. Let's say Rocket Barrage does 500 damage and I have the shard. With the so shard, if it's two people next to me, they will both take 500 damage. And if it's four people, they will both take 250 damage. Isn't that how it works? No. They will, I mean, not they, they will like take 250 damage on all four heroes. Is oh. that not how it works? Well, yes. Well, yes, that is. But you're not dealing half of the damage. You're dealing 1,000 damage total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or okay. actually, and actually, I should, I should actually emphasize that this does more than double damage because it increases the duration by, by one second. So, That's true. so you, yeah, it's a very good. So the only time the damage from Rocket Barrage will be even remotely similar to pre-shard levels is if there's only one target. And then True, it will, because then it, it can't hit the same target twice. Correct. That's the only change. Okay, okay. So I figured that one out. Yeah, I was trying to clarify. I think that you made it very confusing. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's okay. what I was afraid of. I um, probably shouldn't have iterated it. Now people are more confused. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, and then the Ag Scepter, it adds Side Gunner, so uh, it adds a Side Gunner that randomly attacks enemy units near Gyrocopter every 1.4 seconds, I believe, um, and it prioritizes the furthest unit away within its range. This is, and it also works regardless of whether you're stunned or disabled or chronoed or anything, the Side Gunner always fires. Yeah, he never stops. He's yeah. immune to everything. He's a hustler. He's a he loves firing. But um, so he's so this is like, I think most of the like carry gyrocopters we've seen in the past like five to ten years have been building this ag or whenever this ags came out, I guess. Um, yeah. Like this has always been his thing. Um, it's always been a way to build him. I think that it takes a long time to get online sometimes and. In the late game, it's obviously good because you can have on like a satanic or something, and yeah. like full Makes heal. Makes it very hard to kill while disabled. But yeah, and you, it just it's like extra damage, it's extra farm. Um, so all in yeah. all, pretty good. Let's go into builds now because I think there's like three distinct builds to this hero. There's I'll say the hybrid build where you like go for a carry build, but you still max your abilities, and then there's two specialized build one of them uh, you really like uh so i'll i'll tell you like the hybrid build i think you probably just go treads maelstrom and then you get an axe but you don't rush the axe i think that's what most people do right now on like hybrid gyro and you max your flag cannon but you still put points in rocket barrage and homing missile because it can allow you to fight early very well um after you have your axe, most people just go SNY Satanic, and if they need it, uh, a BKB. But sometimes on this hero, especially if the enemy doesn't have a million stuns, I feel like you don't really need a BKB because you're tanky and you're going to have Satanic plus Side Gunner, which, as you said, is a really, really good combo. I think that a big reason this hero actually doesn't need BKB is if you're playing it properly, you're in like kind of the back lines using Flak Cannon to like hit people in the back. Yeah, but I mean, weird radius. you're also like kind of incentivized to man up sometimes with your rocket barrage and stuff, right? Yeah, I think that when I think that when you play the way that you're talking, I think oftentimes, like sometimes you're you're getting into the thick of things. But I think that that 
precludes a BKB. If you're trying to not do it, what Rocket Barrage becomes is you can't commit onto me. True. And I'm going Good to point. get as... Like, I think that the way that you're describing um, this kind of gyrocopter is you just try to get as tanky and annoying as possible. Like, you'll see them pick up Scotties. You'll pick, see them pick up, um, like, just, like, random shit, Scott, yes, and why satanic. It's like the make you tanky combo for most yeah, players. Yeah, right? And, and then it's like they jump on you, take a thousand damage because of rocket barrage over like the course of you know like 10 seconds that they're trying to hit you they they all eat flak cannon shots one or two of them get stunned or they get called down like it's really hard to to fight into this hero at times he's a lot of team fight if you have your abilities um that being said there are some people who who prefer not to level their abilities right now on gyrocopter oh my god yeah and instead there's a there's a build going around popularized by bsj um where People are maxing flak cannon, taking one point in homing missile, and then just leveling stats and building treads, dragon lance, and just farming and being too tanky to kill. Very fun and invigorating stuff. Very fun. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say about this build. Apparently, like, it's actually good, uh, but it doesn't feel like a engaging way to play this hero. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I tend to agree. And that's why I advocate for for my uh, my signature build. Now this is where it actually gets good. This is <laughs> one of the best builds I've ever seen. I can't. I I, I need to find the exact. Um, I I can't even. I like was we were arguing about it in Discord the other day. Um, but I'll just explain it to you anyway. So you go, you lo- you max your rocket barrage. Wait, position first. First, which position do we play this? Probably four, right? What? Oh, do no. you play this in one? I'll play this as the one or the two. Oh, okay. Never mind then. And I'll just... So you play it as the space-making core. Hmm. I guess maybe three if you're, like, really crazy. Um, but you intend to win your lane, or at least to, to fight a lot in the yes. early game. If you max Rocket Barrage, you're going to win it, your lane against 99% of heroes. Exactly. So I think that you max Rocket Barrage, take like a level or two in Missile, occasionally whatever, you can pick up Black and take cooldown at every level. You go Falcon Blade, Phase mm-hmm. Boots, so things that like tank you up, give you a little bit of mana to keep casting your skills, give you some damage for like your AoE. Um, and then you go and you build uh, whatever small items you might need in that time, like a Drums or Wand, but most importantly you get Shard at 20, so you, like, double your Rocket Barrage damage immediately. Pick up every Rocket Barrage, like, you pick up the, the Rocket Barrage talent at 20, which, or at level 20, which gives you a huge spike. Um, and I think the key of this build is you get oh, Eternal Shroud. So smart. So smart. <laughs> Genius. And, and, like, you, you wouldn't think that this item makes any sense on this hero, but it's so much spell lifesteal like it you is just, so good dude with, with every click of q if they are anywhere near you you just like it's like mecking yourself yeah every you're... every like five or six seconds i remember one time like you were playing this build like for the first time i was like man this gary built eternal shroud and gyro and like you had shard plus the shroud and i was like damn is he really doing this and then you like man for two heroes, you were almost dying, and then you pressed Q and you like almost healed up to full just from the spell lifesteal. Yeah. It this... is so good, dude. It is actually dirty, this build. 
Yeah, it allows you to just be in the middle of fights all the time. Yeah. Like, the, the magic resist is really nice with, like, the phase and, like, the extra HP from the Falcon Blade. It's just, like, little incremental changes that this hero's already kind of tanky and annoying and has a lot of, like, utility in his spells. If you just give him that little edge, it's, like, comparable to, like, Razor, where he just, like, wants to hyper carry in a lot of yeah. time, like, in a lot of ways. Like, he just wants to get into the thick of things and, like, try to 1v5. <laughs> so, and then I think, uh, I like to go Gleipnir. Sometimes it's like more AOE control and like run at them stuff. It gives you some like magical DPS. It gives you like the root. Kind I don't know. Cool. Makes you scale a bit better. Yeah, right. Like you, you're not gonna be like the hard carry if you go for my build, but I promise you will be in their face. And... Yeah, and you will end the game at like minute twenty-five because they can't fight you. And I think that they that most people don't see this coming. Like there hasn't been like a a fast-paced gyrocopter build that's been popular in a while, other than yeah, the supports, um, which I don't want to talk about because support gyrocopter should probably be like purged from the earth. Do you think so? I think it can be good sometimes. I mean, I don't think it's not good. I think it's Rocket annoying. Is good for laning. The, the missile, I think, is just the most annoying thing about it. Like, yeah, yeah. The like, I just hate that there's like an ability like this to a degree. It's like, <laughs> it's like Phoenix Egg, but let's make it every twenty seconds. True. Uh, all right, let's talk cosmetics for one second. There's just one cosmetic uh, I want to highlight here, and it's the Buster. Mm. You have this one? I do. I do have it. Oh, it makes your rocket not fly anymore, but instead it's a little robot that just runs it, people. I think it's one of the best in the game. I love that cosmetic. I think they should do, like, if they were going to give Gyro, like, an Arcana or a Persona or something, and they wanted to lean back into, like, the old valve ips they could do like another portal set yeah they should this. make him like very high tech for his arcana that would be fun because they do that a lot like they foreshadow their uh arcana themes with the immortals that they give a hero dude what if what if they they did another i don't want to say another missile but what if the call down um there was like a portal at the bottom, so the missile just goes through the portal and then re-enters through a portal above. Oh, and that's, that's so like good! The second actually. missile. Oh, they have. To, oh, that would be so good. I'm yeah. very smart, Sam. They should hire you. Thank you. Hire Thank this you. guy, Val. Val, please hire me. Hire him. Hire him. All right, uh, let's get into the news. Us news. Holy shit! If you want peace, you must prepare for war. If you want war, you must also prepare for war. The lesson is, always prepare for war! Alright, noobs ask noobs. First question by that Charlie. Feels like the guild system needs occasional little buffs to stop it fading into the background. What would you like to see? Special guild versus guild battle cups? Extra guild contracts? Nothing? Just keep us giving the occasional easy points? Um, I gotta say, I've been quite satisfied with the guild system. Uh, they're like updating the quest if the game changes and they've been regularly like giving new voice lines and stuff like that. But if we're looking to expand the guild system, I would like to see, uh, I think you were suggesting with the like guild versus guild battle cups, that would be very cool where you like can earn guild points. I think that would be amazing. But also just another way of competing against all the other guilds because the percentile 
it's nice to have, but it's not very like tangible, I will say. Like it's not very, it's not a very interactive uh, measurement of how good your guild is. For example, we like Dota. We're just like always in the 98th percentile. One of the best guilds, obviously, on the US East server. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. fix that. Yeah, I think that, I, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm satisfied with the system because I'm a guild leader of like a 98th percentile guild and have been for like, Flex, bro. I'm out. number two. I'm not that far, I guess. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm just like I. I feel like it's almost irrelevant to me in some ways. Like I, I, I <gasps> don't not say like, that, dude. Not what like the... that. No, I mean, oh, I mean, wow. in the sense. Of, listen, heartbroken. Hey, don't hey, don't cut me off and then hacked heartbroken. I just mean in the sense of like I don't even select every like daily contract or like. I don't utilize the battle, like the point, the Dota plus points or whatever. I should demote you. <laughs> You're going to demote your number. I will leave the guild. Sorry. No, no, no. Okay, never. I'm joking. Obviously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take away all those points. <laughs> uh, it was just a joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, does it, dock, like, does it just take away your points if I demote you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it wouldn't deep. Well, I'm saying if I left, uh, <laughs> you would lose all of those, okay, okay, all those okay. points coming in. Yeah, hostage situation here. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry. just joking. But but here's the here's the real the real recommendation. You ready? I am. Gilded trophies for guild battle cups. Hmm, interesting. What, you know what would I mean? those like, like trophies would be like? It, like you know how you get the for winning battle cup, you you get like the one trophy. You just yeah. get a shinier, sparkly mm. trophy. Yeah, I would like when that. you for when you when you win battle cup with three of your three plus guild mates. Hmm. Yeah, but I I, I really like the idea of like guild versus guild battle cups. Oh well, that would be dope too. That would be so I don't, cool. Valve wouldn't do it, so you don't think so? I think they're just not creative enough sometimes, <laughs> or like don't care enough. Maybe. Also, because it might just like incentivize like some Smurf guilds or something. Like there's, I'm sure there's like some repercussions for that. Yeah, that's true. That would be easily exploitable. Uh, cool. Next question by Jake Vorex. What would you think of role-specific Dota commentary? Would it be better live or in replay? I am going to pass this one off to you because I'm not sure I like 100% understand it. So from my understanding of this question, I think that Jake Vorex is asking um, for like, a commentator or like an analyst to like only go into the perspective and like laning or dynamics of like one role or like one player on it you know like player versus player on a team um i think that live that's a little bit difficult to do um you can like you can do it yourself if you just like go watch a game live but to like give commentary that's really interesting and keeping people engaged for like an hour long game if you're only, literally only talking about everything from the perspective of one player maybe not that great replay obviously there's problems with like hindsight and replays and like vision innately um but i think it's like a better way to understand what mm -hmm. like what that role is doing and how they shape the game if that's what you're looking for so while i would watch live re uh, commentary and while i think that they've occasionally done this in things like uh I think Overwatch and CS:GO maybe have had like, like every you know for like one round they'll do like they'll have 
commentary from like the perspective of the fragger or something you know Hmm, like just because there's like some maybe some interesting dynamics going on there or like there's a really good uh like matchup between enemy teams in that position like that would be kind of cool yeah okay yeah makes sense uh again yeah uh i I think it could be cool but dota is uh it's like playing other rules to understand your own better because you're playing against it. I think people can, especially if you're new, you will benefit from a more, I'll say, wider scope of the game. But the advantage of doing it that way and doing it rule-specific is obviously that if you're new to Dota, it can be a lot of information overload, and that would be kind of inhibited if you're only focusing on one rule. Uh, yeah, yeah, like this would be a good way for the community to grow, but it's not necessarily that... like content wise interesting true uh, next question by Elihu create the ultimate Dota player by combining facets of other pros example Sumail's mechanical ability Topson's aggression Kuro's understanding of the game state etc uh, do you want to go first on this one? Oh god uh, I was thinking about this and I could not think of anything other than like creating the most toxic dota monster ever imagined <laughs> All right, do it do it and so like seb's mouth combined with eternal envy's like like literal envy and <laughs> ability to to just blow up any situation that he's given um mm-hmm. maybe oh lil's like cockiness <laughs> um Maybe like Anna's like wishy washiness, where like <laughs> you oh, just like, I'm back walk on the team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you mean you didn't you didn't hold the spot for me? <laughs> um, hmm. there's got to be like one other one other player like who's just known for being cocky. Oh, Chappie. Demon. Chappie, oh, Chappie. Bro. Oh, Chappie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Chappie is a better one. Chappie, <laughs> just. <laughs> Ready, to, ready to shadow amulet at any point. <laughs> All right, good. Um, mine would be, I think this would be a TI winning player, actually. I think I will take Kuro's game understanding because, you know, I'm a German as well. Got to sneak with Kuro. Then Puppy's intimidation factor to keep the players in line. Don't have them act up. Uh, what else here? Probably one of the Chinese captains, like Burning's spirit, I will say. You know, the drive to win every game they play. And his experience, obviously. And who else? I think that's it. That could win a TI, right? Those three legendary captains combined? No comment? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if in 2021 they could. True. Maybe in like They're 2016. A bit up. That's a good point. Yeah. In like 2016, 2017, hell yeah. But I mean, if you combine their skills, they could probably still do it, right? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's my answer then. Uh, next question by Greg. Which color slash flavor ice pop is your favorite? Is I pop? had an ice pop? Uh. I'm not sure if I know exactly what an ice pop Ooh. is. Do you want to do a bit right now, or do you want to save it for another time? I've, I've had something planned for you for a while. Uh, can we do it spontaneously, or do you have to like prepare yeah, for it? Yeah, we can All do right. it pretty spontaneously. Let's do it then. Okay. 
I have a bunch of double things I would call like double nonsense nouns that like exist in English and like are especially um, are like especially like they're around food things a lot where we'll just take two things and just put them together as like kind of a compound noun okay. and just pass it off. But sometimes those two things don't mix very clearly or like very logically. And so I want you to like describe to me what, what I you think, think it these is. are. Yeah. Damn, you just had this prepared? Yes. What a guy. All right, hit me. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to go from easiest to hardest, I think. Sure, And sure. some of, like, the first ones will be toss-ups. You should know these. Like, rice cake is an easy one. I know that, yeah. It's like a yeah. cookie. Yeah, basically. Okay, pasta salad. Uh, It's a salad with noodles, I okay. think. That's true, right? Yeah. yeah, we have that in Germany. Noodles a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and we eat it like the summer. There's like veggies and fruits. Yeah, and yeah. You put like there. olives and uh, tomatoes in there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, tr I'm also trying to like look up pictures in case I need to send them to you as we do this. Uh, taco pasta. Oh, that one's hard. Taco pasta. Maybe like pasta with like cut up tacos in there i know people like to like put cut up sausage in their pasta okay i'm sending you a picture All it's right. like essentially the ingredients of like white people tacos just added into like i would call like oh mac so and cheese. no bread no br there's no there's no tortilla All right, no, no. no tortilla All right, but All right. and okay next one this is a little specific but spaghetti taco that sounds disgusting, first of all. Uh, Arian. <laughs> yeah, what's up? What do you think it is? It sounds very disgusting, I have to say. I mean, is it, just right. a, it's, it's just, is it just a taco with spaghetti? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Really? It's, it comes from this, like, dumb kids show uh, that why we all would you watched that, in the dude? 2000s, 2010s called Carly. That should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> okay now now here's some here's some iconic ones and I, I don't know how your comfort on these ones uh bread pudding bread pudding okay let me think this is probably not <laughs> this right is such nonsense this is probably not right but i know people put like uh soup in bread bowls so is it pudding in the bread bowl <laughs> That sounds disgusting. It's not as disgusting as taco pasta. <laughs> That's no taco pasta is actually pretty. Good. Oh no, sorry. I uh, said spaghetti tacos. Oh, I'm getting yeah, spaghetti now. tacos are nonsense. Bread oh. pudding. So they just put bread into the pudding. No, here's so bread. It's it's neither really. It's more of like uh, American culture, dude. Oh my God. How do I how do I even describe this? It's like softened, moistened bread, like rebaked and like with like i forget what's in it that doesn't sound that bad actually it's, i like it's bread. good it's like a sweet like semi like semi dessert thing all right i will try that yeah you should i think most of these things are worth trying other than the spaghetti tacos which okay, are like okay. stupid um egg rolls egg rolls uh i know Wait, you've those. never had egg rolls okay i was about to say yeah i know egg rolls okay that one, I think, is... That that one could be tricky, but I just don't know if they have them in Germany. No. 
They don't have them in Germany? Uh, not really. I fed them in the US and at an airport once. Sad. Dude, egg rolls are so good. Okay. And then here's, I mean, we don't here's... even have like good bagels in Germany. There's like two well, places in Berlin that make good bagels. That's so sad. It oh, is very sad. I have some frozen for you if you ever come. Send them to me. Maybe. Maybe I will. Um, okay, the last one. A Philly special. Water ice. Water ice. Uh, I mean, rice is like every rice is water. No, rice, no, 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 not what, not water rice, water ice, water ice. Oh yeah, I have we have that in Germany. I used to eat it all the time. It's like, uh, I mean, it's not like traditional ice cream, but it's just ice made of like uh, fruit juice, basically. Right. Sort of. Yeah. I mean. Like, I don't know... It comes in a, like, little plastic enclosure, right? And it's, like, in the form of a cylinder, but a very long one? No, that's an ice pop. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, then I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the, that's what we started with, with Greg. You know what we had in Germany? We had scratch ice, which was, like, basically ice pops, but in a, like... It was very thick and in a cup, basically, and you used to scratch it. Mm. I see. Yeah, we have like Dixie cups in like, the okay, US, but okay. we, you know, like Italian ice or like uh, gel- like maybe gelato or something. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like not gelato, I guess, but something. I'm trying to describe this to you in a way that makes sense. I guess I'll just send you a picture. All right, all right. Um, but it's like a it's a cold dessert treat. Um, that's like sherbet-y kind of. All right. Cool. All it's right. Good, good bit. But. I'm, I'm actually shocked you just had this prepared, dude. Yeah, I've actually, I've been thinking about this and I forgot about it until right now. Very good. Um, do we want to do the rest of the noobs as noobs? Yeah, question, let's, get, let's get back to the, to the script here. Uh, okay. Next question by Elihu. What kind of bear is best? I like black bears more because they like, I would, I feel like a black bear wouldn't like immediately kill me. Whereas a brown bear probably would. And I could probably cuddle with a black bear. I, I like slow bears the best. Slow bear. Oh, true. Ah, I didn't think of all these types of bears. Can I change my answer? Yeah, sure. I like the bear that has like rings around, black rings around its eyes. What? You don't like know that one? Raccoons? No, that's not a raccoon. <laughs> raccoons are not bears. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Red pandas? No, 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 no. I I will Google them. Keep going. Okay. Um. Yeah, I have. I. All right. So I, apparently, I, in German, they're called nose bears. Nose bears. Yeah. I got nose beers. Yeah. Lots of nose beers. No nose bears. They have like white. Most of them have like white rings around their eyes. They're pretty cute. Oh, white trunk nose bears. Yeah, I Are like they them. Like, do they look vaguely like anteaters? Or do they look like more berry? Uh, more, I think they eat like insects and shit. Okay, so so more anteater. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Gotcha. All right. Okay, uh, making sure. Next question, also by Luhu. Tell us how long you've been playing Dota without saying how long you've been playing Dota. I had to buy a key. 
That's fine. Mm. What's yours, Sam? You haven't even been playing Dota for that long. That's kind of sad for you. Mm. Well, I don't want to give up how long I've been playing Dota since I'm not supposed to say how long I've been playing Dota. But also, I don't know something that like really gives it away. Ooh, um, level death is a returning ability for me. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, that's not too specific also. Very good. Uh, so this is the last one? Yes. The last one. What type of mouse grip do you use? Claw, palm, or finger? Mm. Uh, I use palm grip, I think. Yeah, I think I start out in palm, and as like my anxiety climbs, I like move towards claw. Sometimes I find myself. I don't know how people use claw grip, dude. That sounds. Oh my god. No. I don't understand how people use finger. Like, like, what do you, you just like? Yeah, finger. It's... I mean, I think if you finger, you're probably like a weird type of pervert if you use fingertip. <laughs> like, on your this is. That's. I like can only explain it with good. like some CS. Like, you play CS:GO or like some crazy shooter, and you're just like moving around like the screen at like a billion miles an hour because that's the only way like and like the mouse is loose or something yeah yeah but like the i don't like the claw i don't like it's just like my fingers move up and i just i'm doing the same exact thing but clicking like a little bit closer in yeah and i only notice because my like mouse gets like weird sticky stuff on it sometimes and i'll like (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like, I think the, I think part, the distinction between palm and finger grip, it's not that, like, hard. It's not a hard border. Have you seen finger grip? Uh, yeah. Not really. I Look don't it think up. So. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, and then get back to me. Finger grip. Yeah, okay, I'm looking it up here. It doesn't seem that different from palm grip. It's just, you know, what? Your, pa- your palm's not even on the keys. Yeah, but... Or not even on the mouse, I mean. I mean, finger grip looks to me like the midpoint between palm grip and claw grip. All right, Arian, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I mean, maybe I'm looking thinking. at a different one. It, okay, the one I'm looking at, it's very close to palm grip. Other, other, uh, other pictures here that are showing finger grip being a bit different. I guess that one's very weird then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Sure. Uh... If you you're a palm grip guy, right? Yeah. All right, good. You can be on the team. I'm kicking everybody nice. from our WLDL team uh, who uses a different grip. They just can't perform well. <laughs> just All right. Feel different. Just feel different. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for this week. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed the impromptu food segment. Uh, American food culture is kind of trash. Except in fast food, that's way better. Ahead of the world. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.